0: Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Real Estate. My name is Gerard oh, I Gray. I
1: wasn't in the <laughs> You're... Also I did get my notes out, so that's why.
0: I'm just gonna stare at you. You good? Yeah. You ready now? I guess. Can we do this? Sure. Okay. Hey everyone. Welcome to Let's Get Real Estate. SJ. My name is Gerard Gray. <laughs> I'm a real estate agent here in the state of Massachusetts, and I'm here with my partner and executive producer slash editor, Tom Nguyen.
1: And this is a show where you will hear real stories of real people, real professionals in the realm of real estate.
0: On this episode, we have one of my favorite people on uh, to come on and talk about the
1: financial piece of everything. It's Catherine. I love Catherine. Especially after editing this episode, I mean. Okay. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm excited for people to listen.
0: And I know that she has, like, a lot of good information for people. So she comes on and she talks about all of the different options that people have. And that just because when you go to get your pre-approval, it might not be great now. That there's always a way if you're willing to put in the work, right? Yes.
1: So the one thing with Catherine that I like from editing the episode is that you could tell that she's someone who really cares about the client's. She's very community-based. She'll definitely touch upon that a lot. She also talked a lot about uh, different options of various people. So one that I actually took and uh, is a first-time home buyer course. And so Dan, friend of the pod, had made me <laughs> made sure that I am gonna speak about it because both me and him took it at the same time. And it was a great learning experience because you're learning about a glimpse into each step of the process from start to finish. And even before looking into homes, thinking about budgeting. Thinking about your credit score and things like that. So it's very useful. I definitely recommend everyone to look into a first time home buyer course. And that is, the me pull up the. So the website is mymassmortgage.org. And so if you scroll all the way to the bottom, it has information for people who are looking to being first-time homebuyers. So you go into it and there's a home buyer course calendar. And in this calendar, you'll see basically from the current time you're looking at it, there's a list of different communities, different um, community centers in various cities that's offering the first-time homebuyer course. So usually it's just across two days, a few hours each day, probably a total of like, I don't know, seven or eight hours to, to get the certificate. And that helps a lot. The down payment isn't crazy as like a 10% or 20% with the certificate and it's for the state that you're um, purchasing in. Through the certificate, you can maybe be eligible for various programs that only requires a 3% down payment.
0: And that's why I'm really glad that Catherine came on to this episode because she's able to go into depth about what everybody's options might be. You just have to be willing to hear and provide the information that she needs in order to do her part. And so from that, she's able to give you a further look into what your situation is. So I really think that everybody that listens to this really should just take a moment, think about where they are financially. And if they're looking to possibly purchase property, to think about finding somebody that is either A. Catherine herself, or somebody like Catherine that actually cares
1: about the people that they work with. She exudes all of that. So I'm very excited for you guys to listen. She also very, like, before we recorded, she came over, she was, like, very nervous about being on social media and being out there. But I think overall, you get the sense that she's very just on it. She cares about you a lot. She has a great speaking voice. And so here's the episode.
0: Ready? Let's get into it. so today we have katherine castro on the show she is a loan officer that deals with mortgages hello katherine
2: hi gerard (laughs) thank you for having me
0: thank you for being here
2: thank you So Hi, everyone. I am Catherine Castro, as Gerard said, and I work with Mortgage Network. I'm a loan officer for Mortgage Network. We've been in Massachusetts for 30 years. I'm licensed in both New Hampshire and Massachusetts, so I'd be able to help you all over the state of Mass and all over the state of New Hampshire.
0: And She's amazing. I've Thank worked you. with Catherine on a few deals now, and she's on point, And that's where I really wanted to have you on the show today. Uh, because I feel like you're a wealth of knowledge. And you're very personable. And you are actually out here trying to make sure that you're helping people. It's not just about the transaction. So that's why I really wanted to have you specifically on the show.
2: Thank you. I think that for me, it's not about the transactions. Mm-hmm. I'm a relationship-based person. I have to get to know who I'm working with, whether it's the realtor, customer, um, especially the customer, because I feel like if you tell your loan officer everything about yourself, mm-hmm. meaning credit, income, assets, what you're thinking about doing, you end up with a much smoother transaction. I think the only way that you get that is if you actually develop a relationship with the person and Let them see that you are another human being and, you know, there's no question that's a dumb question, but every question is important because you shouldn't close and then have questions. You should ask questions before you close, which is very important.
0: Exactly. And I think you're very forthcoming with the information when you're working with people. So it's not like they have to dig to get it out of you or have the question before you actually give the information. You're very proactive with everything to walk people through the process of getting a mortgage, which is usually, in my opinion, like one of the scarier things for people to do, especially when they're buying a house because money.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: So it's good to have somebody that's really in your corner and able to walk you through as much as possible. Thank you. Yeah. So just so for people to know, how long have you been loan officer.
2: So I've been a loan officer for 10 years. I started off actually in banking and originally it was a joke between a friend and I. He said I had too many jobs and that I should work (laughs) in a bank so that I could have banker's hours. So that was 15 years ago. So I was a baby and I really loved the idea of really getting people not only ready for whether it was buying a home or investing in their future or completing education or just simply to be able to understand the importance of financial literacy, essentially, like just being able to have a checking account. So I got into it 15 years ago and then before you knew it, five years into banking, a friend of mine at work said, you'd be a great loan officer and I laughed. Because I thought, I really want to be a retail manager in banking. And she said, no, you would be a really good loan officer. You have a very good rapport with people. You have a a great way of explaining things. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? I'm going to try it. And it's been 10 years. And I love it. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I'm going to be changing what I'm doing.
0: (laughs) And that's good. Because you're good at what you do. You know it. And even though it might have been a joke. It was fitting for you, right?
2: Yeah, it's evolved. Good. And I, I think what's what's exciting about mortgages and just, you know, financial services is that you're always learning something new because mm-hmm. every individual has a different it's almost like different DNA for yep. each person. There are these very basic rules that we follow. But each person comes in with a completely different scenario their DNA, their financial DNA is different from the person you just saw. So Mm -hmm. there are times where we have the answers instantly. And then there are times where it takes a little bit more work and it's a little bit more challenging, but it's exciting because at the end you get someone into a home that might have not been able to get into a home had they not met with someone who wanted to take the time to work with them. So I love that.
0: My question there, because that really leads into a good point that, You might not be completely financially ready now, but there is a path that you can go on to in order to get yourself there, in order to accomplish a goal to having a bigger bank account or just being more financially stable or even purchasing a house if that's what your end goal is. So what do you do that contributes to preparing people to being able to get themselves from point A to point B to be prepared to be financially stable moving forward?
2: Right. So that's a great question. So most of what I do really are interviews, again, Mm -hmm. building the relationship. We talk about First, before anything else, what are that person's goals? So, what is it that they're trying to accomplish? I understand they want to buy a home, but the fact that they haven't started moving forward tells me that there's something more behind that story. Yep. So, it's it's a developing conversation. It's something that is continuously evolving as we sit down and talk. Sometimes I sit with someone and they're concerned about their credit guess what? We take a look at the credit. It turns out their credit's not bad at all, and Mm. they're ready to move forward. There are so many different down payment assistance programs in Massachusetts and even in New Hampshire that it no longer is a roadblock for someone not to have down payment money. It's always fantastic if you do have money because when you buy a home, things happen. But if you don't have it, yet your life is fully stable in many other ways, there are other options for you. So again, it's a developing conversation where We start to see what is it exactly that's keeping you from buying a home. If you really aren't ready, I then have, because I do an analysis of the income, I do an analysis of their credit, and I also take a look at their assets. So I look at all of those things and I say, based on this information that I have in front of me, if, the, if it's really something that we can't do at that time, there are moments where I refer them to a credit specialist because it might not be as simple as, you know, disputing a, a, a late fee or maybe disputing an account that was closed and it was a medical account that was for $10, you know, little things. Yeah. If it's something that's beyond just calling the credit agency and making a repair or paying off a charged off account, I refer them to another professional that would work with them until we get them where they want to be. And if that's not the case, sometimes people simply aren't ready. They're nervous about it. It is a big transaction. It's a huge investment, one of the biggest ones in your life. So what we do at that time is talk about what are the options? What is your credit right now? Sometimes people don't want their credit looked at, and it really is just a conversation to get them you know, ready for the idea of having someone like myself, a loan officer, review their credit for mm-hmm. financing. There are many things that happen, but the great thing about it is, for me, it's a relationship. I'm not looking, again, for a transaction that closes in 30 days. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for a relationship. So if you don't close in 30 days, guess what? If you close in six months or a year, sometimes even two years, that's fine with me. The purpose is that we develop a relationship so that when you are ready, we can move forward together.
0: Exactly. It's not a, I've looked at this, you don't qualify. Right. Get out of my face. You're actually going that next step in order to get them where they need to be or where they want to be really and I think that's very important because I think that's a lot of the anxiety that people have especially if somebody does look at their credit Mm -hmm. and they don't get approved for something right off the bat it leaves them with that impression of oh I can't do anything now I've had my credit looked at and nothing happened
1: yeah
0: it's really great when you have somebody that's Hey, I'm not telling you no, I'm telling you not right now, Mm -hmm. but I do have these resources to try to help you.
2: Absolutely. And
0: that's really important when building that relationship with people Mm -hmm. uh, to go along this journey.
2: Yeah, I think another thing that people can do to prepare themselves is to take a first time home buyer class. There are professionals that do what I do that don't feel like it's necessary. I think it's really important to do it because you're now... A much more educated buyer, not only just for the purpose of buying home, but financially, a lot of these different agencies will go through the entire process, I- including credit. And yep. they explain to you what credit is, what's, what's good credit, what's bad credit, um, what's healthy, what's not. Sometimes we think that you know good credit is paying it down to zero every month, and that's actually a misconception. It's not true. Being and having good credit is actually showing that you can consistently spend the money, but also make payments and not necessarily to pay off a full balance. So, you know, there's just so much that you can learn when you go to a first-time homebuyer class. So I usually, again, when I sit down with someone and do that initial review, I ask them if they've taken a class. If they've not, I do recommend it. It's not always mandatory. A lot of the programs that offer the best discounts for first-time homebuyers they do require the certificate, so the sooner you do it, the better off you are. Um, in many ways, because one, you're going to be more educated, and you now have the certificate that gives you discounts on rates, mortgage insurance, and a bunch of other different things.
0: Yeah, and me as an agent, I really suggest that people go to it, whether they need the uh, the discount for the program right. or not. Absolutely, it's all about the education mm-hmm. piece of it. Mm-hmm. Because it helps you go into the process a lot more aware of what's going on, and you've already set a basis of all the information that you're going to be getting so that you can understand it further.
2: Right. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you're a licensed realtor or that you're a licensed loan officer or that you're an attorney. It Mm -hmm. just means that you're going to better understand the terms and the conversations that you're having with those licensed professionals, which at the end of the day is really important because- you're paying it for 30 years, not those individuals, but if you can understand them and you can have dialogue with them, mm-hmm. that's huge. That's going to, again, just make the process for you so much easier.
0: Yeah. And you, I do believe, yeah, it was you that gave me the link to all of the different first time homebuyers courses. And what I can do is I can actually put it in the show notes yes. so that. People can go and see what's in their area because a lot of these happen at, like, community centers and things of that sort. Mm -hmm. So they're very accessible.
2: Yes. So what you do is you can go, for example, to CFPB.com, which Mm -hmm. is a consumer financial protection bureau. And if you type in a zip code of where you're interested in buying or where you currently live, they list 10 different locations where you can take the class. So, I mean, that's again, you're going to list that information. It's it's a huge help.
0: Yeah, it is. So you have mentioned like some of the products that people could look into. And by products, we mean like different loan programs. Correct. So what are some of the loan programs or products that you uh, are familiar with?
2: Yeah, so we at Mortgage Network, we're actually very lucky because we work with a lot of different investors. We work everywhere from anywhere from Mass Housing, which is a local Massachusetts agency, to New Hampshire Housing, which is a, a local agency in New Hampshire. And then we work with Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, we work with FHA, we work with... A variety of other investors that are some of them are local banks, some of them are bigger. So again, sometimes you come in and you think I'm not ready to move forward because I don't fit this box of a conventional loan. And at the end of the day, we might have a solution for you because we have such an array of products and different investors that we work with. My go-tos, if we're referring to first-time homebuyers. Or even sometimes I have first-time homebuyers that are not necessarily super low income, but have good income. Mm-hmm. Mass housing has an option where you can make up to $135,000 a year. I mean, that's not low income, but we yeah. live in Massachusetts. Life is expensive, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and then we've got products that are for loan amounts that go over, let's say, 453000 a year, which is – excuse me, 453000 which is a conforming amount. Mm-hmm. So if you have loans that go over that, we have loans that are specifically for a high balance but are not necessarily jumbo loans. So we have an array of different products that we can help folks with.
0: Just like an over-synopsis, it's just a larger amount of money. Right. So
2: you're looking at a loan born. amount – Higher than $500,000. So that's if you're getting into not the purchase price. So if you have a million plus purchase price, you're mm-hmm. looking at a loan amount over 550, 600 plus, 700 plus. That's what the jumbos go into.
0: And as far as FHA loans.
2: So FHA can do high balance as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can do a loan as small as $50,000, honestly. And the majority of the loans can do a balance for a loan amount as low as $50,000. So most of them, for the conventional ones, they have other options. If your loan amount does go over 453, again, it's going to be a question as to where's the credit and how does the credit affect which product we can use? Because the credit is always a factor as well. For example, FHA, you can have a credit score as low as 580, where if you're doing Freddie Mac or Fannie Mae, those are home ready and home possible then you're looking at a credit score of 620 or higher. Now, if you're looking at mass housing, mass housing will go as low as 640, but they might require a higher down payment. So again, your credit score definitely affects what you can qualify for when it comes to the products. Some of the jumbo products, you do have to have a credit score of 700 or higher. So again, depending on the criteria that we're looking at, we're also going to be looking at your credit score because that's going to be And determining factors to what products we can use.
0: So, as far as qualifying borrower when they come in, what are some of the materials that or documents that they should have prepared when they're even thinking about starting this process Mm -hmm. to try to like expedite, well, just expedite the process Mm -hmm. in general. So,
2: we don't require that they bring in documents, Mm -hmm. but my opinion is I usually make a suggestion. To my borrowers, and I say, if you'd like to bring these documents, you absolutely can. The benefit of bringing pay stubs, taxes for the last two years, W-2s for the last two years, bank statements for the last two months, along with a retirement account statement if you have one, Mm -hmm. and of course your ID, is that this person now can really do a full review of your situation. If you just kind of briefly state that you're making $20 an hour and it turns out it's nineteen fifty, that $0.50 cent difference really makes or breaks a transaction when it comes down to the final figures. Yep. So that's why it's a benefit to bring those documents with you. It's not required that you bring them in. It would be required if it was a live application for a purchase or if you were doing a pre-approval. But other than that, for an initial consultation, you're really not required to bring them, but what you want to do is have them Yep. so that you have a better review of your situation and that when you do decide to move forward, even if it's that day that you already have the tools with you.
0: Exactly. Because the more prepared you are, the smoother things can go.
2: Absolutely.
0: So that you can actually get the advice, guidance, or even hopefully the result that you're looking for. And you also mentioned pre-approvals. Correct. Me as a real estate agent, I love pre-approvals. Yes. <laughs> uh, so people who are listening to this know, so pre-approvals are, for a real estate agent, really important because it let us know that you are serious about the home buying process and that you started. hmm Catherine, so what does the pre-approval uh, from a financial standpoint tell people
2: Yeah, so the pre-approval, essentially, you're going to bring in those documents. You're going to bring in pay stubs. You're going to bring in your your bank statements and your tax returns. We're going to look at credit. When we do that full review and we've confirmed it, so there are two different options for a pre-approval. So essentially, one option, you do it. The loan officer puts it through an automated underwriting system. And that automated underwriting system says yes or no. We can move forward with the transaction. Sometimes the automated underwriting system says yes, but no. And then it gives you details as to what's going on. So then we work with you to figure out how we can get to approve, approve, essentially, approve eligible. So that's one option. The further step takes a little bit longer. So if you decided you really want to buy a home within the next 30 days, let's mm-hmm. say, and you you know you saw this house. Maybe it's a sale that's a private sale, and your realtor's helping you with it. And you, you've spoken to someone, you decide, you know what? I want this to get sent to an underwriter because I want it, I want to know, like, I want to know for sure, a 100%, a million thousand percent, that when I get this piece of paper tomorrow, I can start fo- moving forward. Yep. Um, that can take up to a week, mm-hmm. um, some places a little bit longer, depending on how prepared you are when you submit your application. What happens then is it gets disclosed almost like a regular purchase transaction. So you're, you'll get documents, you'll have to sign off on different forms, you'll have to review an application. That gets submitted to the underwriter along with all your qualifying documents. Mm-hmm. And then the underwriter says 100% yes, this is it. Keep in mind, just because you have one that's only done with the automated underwriting system, that doesn't mean that it's not valid. Yep. It's still valid. They've looked at your income, they've looked at your assets, and they've looked at your credit. They're not going to give you that letter unless that automated underwriting system says approve eligible. So it's pretty good. Yeah. I would not suggest doing a full pre-approval unless you know you have a property in mind. Because there's a time limit to it. Now, the other one, you can have up to some places give you up to 60 or 90 days to go looking for a home. Your credit is good for four months, it's good for 120 days. So, your credit should not be pulled multiple times from a same lender within that time frame, whether it's a pre approval or a pre qualification. So, that credit's gonna be good for that time frame. If you find a home within those four months, great. You get to. Use that same credit. They don't look at your credit again. They'll do a credit refresh, which is just to confirm that the debts haven't increased and that you haven't opened any new accounts. Um, Because sometimes people go and buy a car right before they close, and now they don't qualify. So no large expenses (laughs) during the process. Exactly.
0: (laughs) I do my best to stress to (laughs) my clients. I'm like, please do not go and buy a car or go and finance something huge for no. whatever reason don't
2: even look at furniture until you're done
0: i say you can window shop yes but please <laughs> if i come and uh we're talking over at your house if you feel comfortable with that and i sit down and be like oh this is nice it's
2: a nice new go, couch
0: yeah we just got it and like, i will look at you with bug eyes
2: <laughs> So, and hope that they didn't finance it. And be
0: like, please tell me it was a gift <laughs> that somebody just gave you.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's really important. One of the things that we do advice when we do a pre- pre-approval is we tell you within the home buying process, try to keep your life normal. Obviously, if you use your card for gas and normal things and you're spending um, some money on your credit card and you're keeping your regular – Again, your regular expenses thing yep. that's, that you do normally, that's not going to affect you. It's if you go over and above that, and now you've gone from a minimum payment of $25 to you know, $200 or $100. Yeah. That's where it gets tricky. Uh, and for some people, it's not a big deal because they have the income to cover it. Mm-hmm. But for, for some folks, it literally makes or breaks their transactions. So just always talk to your loan officer first because... That's going to save you a lot of heartache and headaches.
0: Exactly. And it's all about keeping that communication open. Exactly, And making sure that everybody's on the same page throughout the process of the transaction. Because any bit of information that is missed could change the way that things are going. And it's good to go into it better informed. Absolutely. lot more cautious at least. During that process of trying to buy a home, because uh, everybody's working very hard to make sure that you get your goal accomplished. Right. The end result. Exactly. The end
2: result. We're all a team and we're all working together. Yep. Um, even though, you know, you might not think of yourself as being on the team of the seller, which you usually aren't. Essentially, mm-hmm. it's, it's like a community working together to raise a child.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. You all
2: have to do the right things during that process. So everyone ends up happy and, you know, you get what you wanted, which is to own a home.
0: Exactly. And I can't stress that enough. We literally are a team of not only your real estate agent, your loan officer, and even your attorney. Everybody's working so hard to get to the same end result through this whole process because it does take 45 days months, years, depending on whatever the situation is, Mm -hmm. you build real relationships Mm -hmm. and bonds with people through the whole thing. Absolutely. So um, like I said, we're all out here for the same thing. And that's ultimately to either A, get a house bought or get a house sold. It's Mm -hmm. not competition at all. Right. As far as pre-approvals, the reason that I said that from a real estate agent standpoint, they're really important as far as showing that the buyer is very serious about going out here and actually finding a home, this actually lets you know what your budget max really can be. It gives you a better an idea of it because it'd be terrible for me to do the, what I like to call the, um, I do believe it's the show on HGTV called, is it fixer upper? It's one of those Shows where they'll go, I want all of these things, and this is the budget that we think we have. Mm-hmm. And then they'll go out and show on a the house that has everything. Right. And then goes, this is over your budget. Me personally, I don't want to do that to people. I'm like, we need to have as much information as possible mm-hmm. so that we can stick within that. And then something that I like that you do, Catherine, is that if somebody finds a property, you're like, send it to me. Mm-hmm. Let me get you back the numbers so you know what your approximate monthly expense is going to be for that place. And that's including like taxes and your mortgage payment and things like that. So I think that that's something that you do that's great. Thank it's you. amazing.
2: Well, what people don't realize is that when we approve you, it's based on an estimate for a proposed property. Mm-hmm. Each property has its own details that it comes with. For example, taxes on one location or one property might be different from a house that's right next door to it. Exactly. So we try to really, at least I try to really get down to the details of that particular property. So if you really like something, I normally have my clients send me a text message or an email where they show me the listing. I look at the details and then when I make the calculation, you feel 100% that you're comfortable with yeah. that payment. Some properties or some towns even from town to town, the tax rate changes. Mm-hmm. So you might be looking, perfect example, Amesbury, Massachusetts it has one of the t- highest tax rates in Massachusetts. I think it's like the fourth city town in massachusetts that has the highest tax rate yeah i don't know why but it does <laughs> so what happens someone might be looking in a neighboring town like let's say merrimack massachusetts and then they go and put an offer on this property in Amesbury, and they're like but it's the same price why doesn't it work yeah And it's because the taxes definitely make a difference. Same thing for single families and condos. Sometimes condos have a really high condo fee that might throw you your numbers off. So it's important to have that open communication with your loan officer if they offer it to you. um, I'm sure that most of them do. Some places can maybe direct you toward a website that has a mortgage calculator that could assist you with that. Yep. But, you know, again, there are tools out there that will help you figure out whether something is going to work or not. That is something that I personally do. Not everyone is going to do it, (laughs) but I usually try to do it because I feel like it really makes a difference before putting in the offer and getting a surprise. I think it's just smart to ask the question ahead.
0: Exactly. And that's why another reason why I really appreciate you because you're quick with it, because, you know, you really are. I personally have texted you and you were like. I'm driving. Give me just one moment. And then literally within about an hour, hour and a half, I'll have all the information that I asked for. And I'm like, dang, she's good. Why isn't everybody
2: like that? I promise I don't text and drive.
0: No, 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 no. no. I'm I'm sure that you don't.
2: There's usually like a pull off to the side of the road or finding like a safe parking lot somewhere. but.
0: But it's that fact that you go above and beyond. Thank and you. it helps everything go so much smoother. Really does. Uh, we work together for Dan and Luke. Dan actually did an interview for this show. Oh, that's great. Uh, telling his story and everything like that. So I can't, uh, wait for people to listen to it if they haven't already heard it at this point when mm-hmm. this one's released. And, He and his husband, Luke, were like, she was amazing. We could contact her at any time. (laughs) And we didn't feel like we were just, like, feeling around in the dark to try to figure out the finance portion of it. Yeah. So, no, they were really appreciative of that. Like I said, you were.
2: Well, what's funny for me is that it doesn't end for me because you closed either. I mean, you can ask any of my clients. They text me. After the fact, sometimes there are things that come up that people just don't know if they understand the answer or if they're right about what they think it is. And I would always welcome a phone call or a text message. It would be easier for me who does this every day for work to answer a question for you than for you to rack your brain trying to figure out like, what is this? So I always try to have that open communication and that open door.
0: Exactly. And as far as like from the real estate agent, standpoint, there are going to be things that I don't know because my portion of the whole transaction is really finding the property, Mm -hmm. uh, making sure that my clients are educated on the overall process, but then there are going to be things that I'm not a professional on. Right. That's when I would refer them to you when it comes to something financial related
2: Mm -hmm. and the same goes with me. Yeah, I would revert them back to you. There, are, there are questions that are specifically, and sometimes we don't think that as a buyer or as a seller, we don't think that it's specifically for Gerard as a realtor or for Catherine as a lender or the attorney, let's say Christina. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's important to, again, it doesn't bother us to help you figure out that it's not a question that. Necessarily applies to us, so it's our position to really welcome any questions you have, and then we can assist you with getting you to the person who's going to help you with that, with the question or answer.
0: Exactly. I think it's been a lot of
2: information. Yes.
0: I think this is like great because any conversation that we've had, I come out with so much more, Mm. and I'm like, I have a better (laughs) understanding of not only like the financial piece. But as far as what your role is, thank and you. it's always so amazing. I enjoy this and I'm so grateful that you're here today. I'm really grateful am. to
2: be here and I just want to say thank you for having me and for, you know, even asking for my opinion um, and my professional opinion on this. So thank you for the opportunity.
0: It's not a problem at all. Yay. So I do have a couple more questions. Okay. They're, these are really questions just to get to know you. hmm It's four questions. So question number one. Okay. It's going to be a real hard one. Oh, boy. Are you ready?
2: <laughs> yes.
0: What's your favorite color?
2: My favorite color is purple.
0: I love purple.
2: Amethyst, actually, to be exact. It's my birthstone.
0: <laughs> February? <laughs> yes. Okay. My sister is born in February. I have a younger sister. Her birthday is in February loves purple yeah favorite color it's beautiful as an adult
2: woman it's like i don't have enough purple things but you know like it's still every time i see it it just brings me so much happiness yeah it's something
0: about that color right so good next question is currently what's one of your favorite tv shows
2: big little lies i'm a huge um not fan, I, that's not the right word, but I'm a huge advocate for domestic violence, yeah. and I think that I'm actually on the board of the YWCA of Northeastern Massachusetts, and I don't think that there is enough representation for what actually happens in these households out there. And I know that Big Little Lies is like this show on HBO with these amazing actresses and actors. Um, but what they're doing is just opening up the door to show that domestic violence doesn't have it doesn't have an income or education limit. Yeah. It has nothing to do with that. Um, anyone can be abused. And I just think it's important to give a helping hand to those women who have been abused and to let them know that there are resources out there for them.
0: I have honestly heard of that show. I've never watched it. It's also and, a book. And I had not read it either.
2: <laughs> I, I feel bad about it. I haven't read the book. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> but now knowing a little bit more about like what it's about, I might actually check it out.
2: Yeah, you should. It's, I'm a huge fan, but gosh, it also is, like, a tearjerker so, <laughs> for oh, like, me, so I'm, I'm just, like, so consumed time, by it.
0: At the time that we're recording this right now, have you ever heard of the show Pose?
2: No, I haven't. Oh,
0: it's so good. Yeah. It's about the New York Vogue ball scene okay. in the 80s, early 90s, and they have a lot of, well, the main cast is mostly, like, LGBTQ. Mm-hmm people, and the lead actresses are mostly trans,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and this past week's episode, everybody told me that I should be sad yeah, uh, because something bad really happened to one of the main characters,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they did try, and, well, at the time that this is going to come out, a lot of people should have already seen this, okay, so I'm, good. it's not a spoiler. It's not
2: like Game of Thrones.
0: No. <laughs> it, it literally would because- turn the streets of Boston into Game of Thrones, <laughs> If I spoil Game of Thrones. So they had a service for one of the trans characters because she did die. Mm-hmm. And in the news right now, well, not so much in the news, and it should be more in the news, mm-hmm. there are a lot of trans women of color that are mm-hmm. being murdered. Yeah, And so the way that they did the services and shot everything for this character in the show, all um, because it was like, Making peace mm-hmm, with everything, mm-hmm. anybody that she had conflict with in the show, I wasn't sad. It literally gave me peace. Mm. So I like shows that bring awareness to issues that are to, of right. today.
2: Right, absolutely.
0: And yeah, the show is entertaining, mm-hmm. but let's shine some light on things that people are actually going through. Right. So I think that I'd like Big Little Lies. I think so. Uh, because it sounds like that's what it does.
2: Yeah, and and there are so many different women that are involved in the show and each one of them their characters have such a different just a different world. Essentially, everyone lives in their own world and you never know what's going on with your neighbor.
0: Exactly.
2: So that's why it's important not to turn Turn the cheek, I guess, is how they say it. When someone is expressing themselves, you might want to listen because you could be able to help someone. And if you're not, you might be able to direct them somewhere where someone else can help.
0: Well, I'm going to have to check that out. So my third question is, are there any books or podcasts that you suggest that people listen or read uh, that are interested in either real estate or finance?
2: Wow. um, That's really interesting that you... Ask that question. I personally have not read a book about finance that has led me to believe that it was like mind blowing for me. I think that the work that's being done locally at these agencies goes beyond those books and those podcasts Um, because that's how it feels for me personally because I'm an interactive person. I I have to see and touch things Mm -hmm. and when I am in a room full of people that are excited about buying a house and they're all feeding off of each other's energies and then we have these professionals that come in and they talk about what it is that they do and not even necessarily about what their own personal, what it is that they can personally offer but more of what the guidelines are and what what is out there, what's available, I think that that just goes so much further. Because everyone has different questions that don't normally pop up, I guess, during the reading of a book. I guess that's that's the way I see it.
0: In some of the programs or events that you were just talking about, you go and you speak at them as well, right?
2: Correct, I do volunteer. I'm okay. not always the main person there. Um, I would love to be but it's not the case. They do a rotation mm-hmm. uh, to keep it appropriate I guess is the <laughs> way. So there's no conflict of interest in, of any kind. Um, I do participate in those events and I love it because again, you're not getting just one person every single time. you're getting a variety of people that might have something different to offer every time.
0: Is there a main place that you normally volunteer at or is it like a rotation of places? That
2: you it's a to? rotation of places for me. I okay. have for the past 10 years worked with Lawrence Community Works, which is in Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of work in the Latino community. Um, I'm, a, I'm an immigrant. I migrated here from the Dominican Republic originally, so I know how that has affected my life, and I try to give back to that community along with many others, but I also work in Lowell. Um, I work uh, with the Merrimack Valley Housing Partnership, and I've done some work with ACT which is Acton Community Trabajando in Lawrence as well. Um, but there are many great organizations like NOAA here in East Boston. They do a fantastic job. There's NeighborWorks of Southern Massachusetts as well. So there's a huge variety of, of locations that, that do a phenomenal job. Uh, the Lynn Housing Authority does a great job as well. But as one person, you can only do so much. So yeah. I try to keep my reach as close to my home as possible Yeah, if I can. That's understandable. Yeah. That's great.
0: Last question of this series of questions is, what do you think, because I want to make sure that I'm learning constantly so that I can serve people better. What do you think that I can do to make sure that I'm a successful agent? real estate.
2: Wow. I think that there's no key to being necessarily successful. I guess the question would be as to what is it that you consider success? Mm-hmm. Do you consider success transactions or do you consider success essentially the relationships that you're building with these people whose lives you're touching over time?
0: So for me, I would say it would be the relationships, honestly
2: then I think you're already successful. I think that you're already doing a great job. I've worked with some of your buyers and they come to the table fully prepared. They're educated. They've taken a first-time homebuyer class and that has been by your direction. That's even before they've met me. You mentioned and you asked the question, are there any podcasts out there that I would recommend? And I have to correct my answer and say that I would recommend this podcast.
0: You're literally about to meet me. Cry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. And it has
2: nothing to do with me. It's that's That's all you, so... <laughs> Thank you. Great job.
0: And I lied. I do have one last question. Okay. How can people contact you or find you?
2: So again, my name is Catherine Castro. My cell phone number is 978-973-7115. A call or a text message. I'm also on LinkedIn. At uh, You can search me by Catherine Castro. You should be able to find me. I'm with Mortgage Network. Um, I also actually have a website you can go on my website it's castroerdley.com which is c-a-s-t-r-o-e-a-r-d-l-e-y dot com and that's a website that has tons of information that can assist you with getting ready for the process of buying a home and inquiring also awesome
0: thank you so much Catherine.
2: you're welcome so happy here yay
0: thank you <laughs> all right thank you I'm good. Are you
1: good? Yeah, I'm good. Are you sure you're good? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Good, good.
0: So, thank you everybody for listening to the interview with Catherine. She really gives you a lot of information in the amount of time that she was here. Uh, so, Tom, let me get your take on what you thought about it.
1: I mean, she's amazing. <laughs> she is, though. I think I would love to just have a normal conversation with Catherine because she just seems so so honest, so real and the way she even spoke about um her like almost alluding to what happened in her life to be the kind of person she is right now when it comes to being more like, community based she like gives back wherever she can she volunteers and I think I'm very glad she, someone like her is in your inner circle Yeah. Yeah.
0: I actually just recently saw her uh this past weekend and we had a conversation where it was about those relationships that you do build with the people that you work with and she does care and that's why even if like I said earlier it might not have be a Uh, you can go and purchase a house at whatever price right now she's willing to work with you and that's because she does care she wants to see you succeed because she does come from a background where things aren't as easy as it might be for others And she wants people to be able to accomplish their goals So that's why I really like working with her Because she's actually able to relate to the people that she works with And it's not a no and get out of my face So that's why I really like her
1: Yeah, which is a common thread between all these people we interviewed
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I don't have nobody on this show that's going to be like "Mm, Whatever, your money, mm -mm, you don't have enough money I don't do that
1: You have good people, so I'm very glad
0: Yes. That's going to make everything go much smoother mm-hmm. for our clients if you work with a team that's on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. Communication-wise and making sure that we're providing that level of service that we should be, and even going beyond that.
1: She teased you back about like one of your questions at the very end. She's like, oh, like what podcast would you recommend? And she goes this one or like you go back to this one because at first she couldn't <laughs> think about one Yeah, and I thought that was so sweet because you were going to cry and Gerard's not crying you guys at all he yeah. liked to hold in all those feelings for no reason I have to I'm rolling my eyes because it's the audio medium just saying <laughs> I have that was so to. sweet of her
0: no it is she's super sweet anybody that has a chance to work with her should and she will take care of you I want to make sure that I'm providing good resources for people out there. Alright, Tom did you have anything else for this episode?
1: We've been getting a lot of great responses from our inner circle of people, all of our friends, family, and things like that. So thank you guys for listening. Please make sure if you haven't subscribed yet or if you want others to know about our podcast because it's a great learning tool, please share it and please subscribe to follow our journey. And please also review the podcast on your various platforms. Um, I don't think it's on Spotify. You can't really review podcasts on Spotify. Mm -hmm. But you can do it on definitely Apple. Definitely, I think, Google Play. Okay, so it's really only Apple. Yep. <laughs> what the hell? I don't
0: know. But you can go on my Yelp.
1: <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Gerard has a Yelp. Or even through your personal website. You have like bits and pieces where you highlight those kind of reviews as well. Yep. Yeah. To better your website as well. So please everyone <laughs> check that out. That's Gerardria R E A dot com.
0: We've also started up a Instagram for the podcast yes oh
1: my god that's why i have to update because yeah we made that after we started teasing okay okay yeah you're right you're right but you also wanted to follow the dolls as well
0: yes so (laughs) you can follow tom and i mine is gerard underscore rea on instagram tom's is
1: the epitome of sass
0: and the podcast is L G R E podcast on instagram You can also go to my website where I'll be now updating weekly blog posts that are related to the episodes that we're giving you at GerardREA.com. Up in the top, you'll see a link for the podcast and for the blogs. And we'll see you next week.
1: Thank you for listening. Bye.
0: Very that.